What's poppin' everybody? I know y'all probably been wondering where the Riddler Sports Show been at for the past three weeks. You know, we'll get into that later on in the show, though. But in tonight's show, or today's show, I want to go over, you know, the top 10 college coaches and how much they're getting paid to coach in college in comparison to some other leagues that are out there. Also, we are just one week away from the NFL draft. Next Thursday will be the biggest day of somebody's life in the NFL draft. Who will go number one? Or who do you think will go number one? We'll find that out later on on the Riddle Sports Show, everybody. And I wanted to say thank y'all. Thank you all for still supporting this show and being the number one fans that you guys are. I love y'all. And stay tuned for the show. What's poppin' everybody? Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. The weekend, y'all. What's good, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Riddle Sports Show, everybody. I'm your host tonight, Mark, a.k.a. The Vet, and I am back. I know. It's been three weeks, everybody. It's been three weeks, man. It's been a long three weeks. It's been a lot going on in the past three weeks. It's been a lot going on this week, and I can't tell y'all how much I miss y'all so much. And, you know, I thank everybody for still supporting and loving this show from going forward, going forward and the things that we have accomplished on this show. My co-host, DJ Curry, you know, shout outs to him, man. I, I can't thank him enough, man. You know, the best right-hand man you can ever have on the show, man. I can't tell y'all that enough. You know, um, it's been a long three weeks, everybody. I tell y'all that for sure, man. It's been a long three weeks. Been having a few writers block a little bit, man. I, I could tell y'all a little story, man, a little bit. You know, um, it's been countless number of nights and countless number of days where I wanted to get back to this show and, you know, uh, put some enthusiasm back in this show. And I wanted to find the right spunk to keep this show going. So, you know, you get into the block of writer's block a little bit. You get into the... Your creativity goes away sometimes, man, and it's a it's a rocky road, you know, when you're in show business like this or when you're doing a podcast. And this goes out to everybody that wants to start up a podcast about something, you know. Um, before we get into tonight's topics, like I said, you know, I want to give you a little brief overview of what the past three weeks has been like, you know. Um, man, we've been gone for three weeks. And uh, I, like I said, y'all, I really miss talking to everybody. I really miss being on the airways. I really miss this this job, man. This job has been like a blessing to me to have. And um, y'all are my number one fans. Everybody that listened to the show, everybody that kept the last show going, 
on the last show, we got over 40. I mean, we're getting at the 40 listeners on the last show. We're almost up to 40 listeners on the show. We have reached 2.4K in listeners on this show that's listened to this podcast. 2,400 listeners on this show, everybody. And I want to thank everybody that has supported this, that has listened to at least one show. If you listen to the one show, I thank you for it. Even if you only listen to it for a brief five minutes, I still thank you for that. You know, that means a lot to me. That means that somebody took the time out to actually listen to this show. And like I said, me and my co-host, DJ Curry, you know, he's not in the building tonight, but he will be back, though, very, very soon. He will be back. I promise y'all that. He will be back. But, you know, um... My man, um, I got to get into one thing for right now, everybody. Um, Alex Smith, who just retired from the NFL this past this week, you know, um, you know, I, I have to say that man right there is it was a good dude. He was a very good dude, and you know, for him retiring the way he did, coming off a beautiful season, giving everything that he had. Given everything that he had this past season, you know, it, it was for the love of football. It was for the love of football, the, his desire, his passion, his, you know, every desire to get back on the field and to have the coaching staff, even in fear of his life, of ever standing up again to get back on the field the way he did last season. And I know we have already talked about it. You know, a lot. We've talked about this a lot, though. But for this man to get back on the field and do the things that he did last year to help guide this team once again to a winning record, a winning, a, I should say, I wouldn't say a winning record. What I should say is a winning season to get into the playoffs. He helped guide this team, stir this team at the rocky start, you know, at the little rocky start that we was going on. And he stirred this team back in the right direction and got this team back in some hope. That, and, and you can't count him. You you just can't add him out and count him out of the equation. You know what I mean? Um, the reports that came out, Ron Rivera was scared to death to play Alex Smith, who found coaches' attitudes patronizing. You know, um, they, you know, people. A lot of people were so eager not to put him back on the field, not to have him go out there and play football again, not to have him even step foot and even dress up on the field. You know, there was a lot of things that went on last season that people needed to know. And I know y'all have already heard this story a lot. Y'all have heard this story. You know, Alex Smith's true comeback of the year, Player of the Year award that he des- that he got this year, which he so rightfully deserved this year, you know, um, that took a lot of heart. That took a lot of heart to get back up on that field, get back up after a, 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 a could be a career-ending knee injury, a career-ending knee injury. He got back on the field and threw the ball, took the weight of Aaron Donald, took the weight of Aaron Donald and took a sack from this man. And Aaron Donald said he put all his weight on it. And this man still got back up and forced passes down the field and was connecting. 
still managed to get the team up and running again, winning some football games again. You understand what I'm saying, everybody? This man got this man up, and I mean, this man got back up and got on target and on point with his passing game. Yeah, he was a little scared to run the ball a little bit. He was, but he still got up and still did a tremendous job out there on the field and helped guide this team. Now, would he play somewhere else? Would he have played somewhere else? Probably not, because people are still scared of that leg. People are still scared of that injury, because not a lot of people, nobody really has come back in the NFL off of that injury that he suffered. The, the type of injury that he suffered from on that knee, not too many quarterbacks get back up. Not too many quarterbacks get back up, and not and not near one has, except for Alex Smith. He showed true American grit. He showed true bravery. He showed true honor on the field. And all I want to really say is thank you. Thank you, Alex, for everything that you have done for this football team. And thank you for getting us back on board from where you left off at two seasons ago when we were 6-3 and three on our record board. I say thank you, Alex Smith, for that. Thank you for all your courage. Thank you for all the true grit that you showed on that football field. We say thank you for that. We say thank you from the bottom of my heart for everybody in the Washington, D.C. area, from everybody in a little bit of the Maryland area where this football stadium is. We say thank you. The true Washington football team fans, or if you're a true Washington Redskins fan, because a lot of people won't let the word Redskin go. We won't let it go. But if you are a Washington football team fan, we say thank you. All the fans should say thank you for your tremendous season that you gave us. The true grit that you got back on the field was just whatever it was. We already knew you was comeback player of the year when you just stepped foot on that field after Kyle Allen went down. You already was what you was, the comeback player of the year, by just stepping foot on the field, just by suiting up, and you won comeback player of the year. Just by putting on the uniform, you made comeback player of the year. So we thank you. I thank you. I can't thank you enough for just being who you are and showing what you had on that field, thank you. I say thank you. Um, you know, it, it's a lot to, it's a lot of effort. And so now that he goes into retirement, I wonder if this man will ever get into being a quarterback's coach or something like that. You know, going out there, I think Alex Smith had, you know, is tremendous at coaching up quarterbacks. And doing a lot of different things for quarterbacks. He can get in, he could be a quarterback whisperer. He can help quarterbacks out there on the field, you know, get better. Develop young quarterbacks and make them better. And that's in my mindset. I believe that Alex Smith has what it takes to be a great quarterback's coach, or maybe even one day be a great offensive coordinator one day. We don't know. But I'm not even going to go that far. Let's not even take it that far. Let's go with a, a, a broadcast announcer, which a lot of quarterbacks and a lot of players are going into anyway. 
He can tell you the real grit of a game, just like Tony Romo can. He can give a brief analysis on games and stuff like that. But that's not all that's going on here, people. That's not all that we want to talk about tonight, right, people? That's not all we want to talk about. That is Alex Smith. You know, let's get into some other things that's going on around the league today. You know, um, around this NFL league today. So, breaking news that just happened today in the NFL world. The Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs have just made a big trade deal. A big trade deal. A blockbuster trade deal. The Chiefs would acquire Orlando Brown from the Ravens in a blockbuster trade. The Chiefs get Brown a 2021 second round selection, a 58th overall pick, and a 2022 sixth round choice in the deal, according to the deal that's going out. While the Ravens will receive a 2021 first round pick, 31st overall, a 2021 third round pick, 94th overall, a 2021 fourth round pick, 136 overall and a 2022 fifth rounder and no player and just no players added to this list. So did the Ravens just get a hookup deal or did the Ravens just get a hookup deal? Did Baltimore, did, 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 did Kansas city just get one hell of a uh, left tackle? Or did they just get one hell of a left tackle? Or did they just get some shade in a deal or give up to a little bit too much just for this young man to be on their team, Orlando Brown to be on their team? Now, we all seen the Super Bowl last year. We all know that the Raven, I mean, that the Kansas City Chiefs needed very good, but needed some protection up front on the offensive line to keep Patrick Mahomes from getting hurt or getting beat up in that pocket like he was. Now, we all seen that last year. So adding this extra man up on the front line, which he does a very good job of doing, just added some more protection, some added some more, as they would say in the NFL, we're added some more meat up front on the offensive line to help protect, to build up another piece of that wall to help protect Patrick Mahomes. Because if there's one thing that we've all compared Patrick Mahomes or I mean, somebody to Patrick Mahomes, that'll be uh, Lamar Jackson. We've all compared Lamar Jackson to, to Patrick Mahomes or Patrick Mahomes to Lamar Jackson. We've all showed the comparisons of what they can do or how they get out the pocket and scramble out the pocket and run. And this man has been carrying Lamar Jackson for a while. This man right here has been carrying Lamar Jackson for a little some time. The added beef up on that front line could only just help out Patrick Mahomes from to help him scramble out and help him throw the ball accurately downfield or do all his stunts and tricks that he normally do on the field will help this man out. You know, um, another thing too that just came up, and we're gonna switch a little gears here. Um, I don't know if everybody's in whoever lives in Washington, DC the Washington, D.C. area, but the Washington Wizards and the Capitals have now opened up the arena to 20% capacity inside the arena. I think it's either 20 or 25%, one of the two, 
that all vaccinated people, fans, I should say, all vaccinated fans, if you are vaccinated, you may go now into the arena of, you may go into the arena and they can only fill it up to 25%. Also, you have to stay in your, your pod area. You have to stay in that area that confined to that area where you are. So there'll be restrooms, there'll be up um there'll be food being given out, drinks given out, whatever the case may be is, but you must have your mask on at all times when going into the side of this arena. You must keep your mask on and they will ask you a couple of COVID questions while you get into the when you get inside the door. Couple COVID questions to make sure that you don't have COVID-19 and stop the spread and help stop the spread of COVID-19. They will ask and do a thorough check probably of you once you come in the gate. Which is fine because fans want to go see their teams play. Fans have been hungry all year long for the past year. 2020, we shut it all down. So now in 2021, the year of the awakening beast of everybody coming back to almost being normal, almost being normal, just the almost being normal part. We can almost go back to being normal. All we got to really do is go get vaccinated. Go get vaccinated. Go get your uh, tickets. Once you get vaccinated, bring your vaccination cards to the gate to let them know that you've been vaccinated and we can go from and do great, amazing things inside the arena again. We can go enjoy a basketball game and help root on the team that we love so much. And I don't know what's going on in the other states. Some states have already opened up to somewhat of a capacity that they're allowing people back into the arenas and inside the stadiums. So let's see how that goes, you know. Um, let's keep up that good things going. Let's keep it up good. You know, um, I can't wait to get back to a football game. I can't wait to go see a, a basketball game again and feel comfortable with, you know, feel comfortable again, feel somewhat of normalcy back again. You know what I mean? I want to be able to go enjoy, eat some popcorn, eat some eat some hot dogs, eat a burger, drink a beer, do something, you know what I mean? And be able to go back there and, and say, hey, I can root on my team and help them and guide them to win a game again. Let's go out there and let's get that passion back again. Let's build up the fan base again. Let's get strong again. Let's go out there and do some work. Let's go to work. Because that's all we need. That's all we want to do. We want to go back to work. We want to go back in there and cheer on our team again. That's all we want to do. Hell, I, I know I can't wait to get back in there and do some work. I can't wait for it. Um, tonight, uh, I don't know if anybody watched the game tonight. I'm gonna update y'all on some of the highlights of the game tonight. Russell Westbrook goes for another triple double again tonight against his former team OKC, and the Wizards win one twenty nine to one hundred nine tonight against OKC, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Russ put up on a magnificent game tonight. And, you know, Bradley Bill do his damn thing again, too. You know, Bradley Bill was out there doing his thing, popping off doing his thing. But um, that's a little bit of basketball um, topics for the day. Now, I want to get into the topic of conversation a little bit tonight. Uh, the highest paid 
uh, you know, NCAA coaches today. I want to get into that a little bit, though. Also, everybody, before we get into that part of the show, I want to let everybody know this show has been brought to you by MrRSauces.com. That is Mr. R. That is the whole word, Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R. R. Sauces.com. Please go get your sauces. Go get your, you know, go get one some of the finest sauces that you ever tasted in your life off of MrRSauces.com, everybody. Please go check my man's out. That's still the homie. That's still the man's of 50 grand or whatever the case may be is. How we call it today. It's my brother right there, Mr. R. I'm trying to tell y'all, y'all can put some barbecue sauce on the wings, put them on French fries. You know, this man right here is making some tremendous sauces here, everybody. So please go get, go online, go look up MrRSauces.com. That is M-I-S-T-E-R-R sauces.com. Y'all can find some of the hottest sauces in the, in the DMV area right now at MrRSauces.com. Go look it up, man. Go try to check it out and buy a couple sauces and tell them that the Real Sports Show sent y'all there, y'all. Tell them, let them know the number one show in the DMV area that the Real Sports Show sent it to you guys. The number one sports radio show on podcast today has sent y'all there to it. All right. So, anyways, we're back in towards this college football thing. So, I was brought up by a topic today. By a good man today, uh, one of my bosses, you know, um, at work, told me that you know to look up what is our worth. The topic of this hour, the topic of the show, what is your worth as being a college head coach in college? So we all know the top head coach in college right now is Nick Saban. I know it was as an Alabama head coach. Nick Saban with six national championships on his resume. Alabama head coach Nick Saban is the highest paid, the highest paid college football coach. College football coach in 2020 at a grossing of $9,300,000 with a buyout of $36,800,000. Eight hundred thousand dollars, thirty-six million eight hundred thousand dollars. That means if anybody wants to buy his contract today or tomorrow, or to buy him out, you have to buy him out at thirty-six million dollars. Now that's a man with a high resume, so we all know that is is what it is. Nick Saban is one of the greatest head coaches that college has ever seen. One of the greatest head coaches that the college football world has ever seen. One of the greatest. Dabble Sweeney. Dabble Sweeney built Clemson into a national championship powerhouse. And he's compensated well, even with a $1.25 million reduction in 2020 Due to the pandemic, he is still scheduled to earn $8,900,000 in 
$918,500. His contract buyout is the second largest in college football history at $50 million, everybody. Mm-mm-mm. His buyout rating is one of the highest. His contract buyout is the second largest. Let me say that again. It's the second largest. The second largest in college football history. Jim Hardball is number four on this list, everybody. Jim Hardball will be will be paid eight million thirty-six thousand one hundred and seventy-nine million dollars in twenty twenty. He gave he could purchase over five hundred and seventy-four thousand khaki pants from Walmart. With that money, everybody, if you do the math correctly, y'all know Jim Harbaugh loves his khaki pants, and y'all know he loves them pants well enough, everybody. <laughs> That's a little joke if y'all didn't know about that. A school buyout of six million thirty-six, I mean thirty, I mean six million three hundred and sixty-seven thousand nine hundred twenty-nine million dollars on his contract is somewhat low when compared to the other coaches on this list. Now, we all know Jim Harbaugh came from the San Francisco 49ers, coaching in the big leagues, came back down from the big leagues, and went to Michigan State. Now, with Kyle Shanahan running the team as the official head coach of the San Francisco 49ers, Jim Harbaugh makes less money than he does. Let that sink in a little bit. What is your worth of being a college head coach with the resume of no championships underneath your belt right now. Let that sink in a little bit, everybody. This man, Jim Harbaugh, went to a Super Bowl. He went to a Super Bowl. Super Bowl on the national level. And the NFL went to a Super Bowl. His contract is only worth $8 million. Eight point. Point thirty-six million dollars. That tells you a lot that goes on. You understand what I'm saying? This man has been on a national level, but can't seem to find a way to get his team to the national championship in college football. So we go to the down to the bottom of the list of the the tenth highest paid coach in 2020. Dan Mullen, the Florida Gators head coach, is set to make $6 million this season, and his current buyout is nearly double that at $12 million. Now, notice, now, I I threw a shot. I'm going to throw a shot out here real quick. I'm going to throw a little shot, just a little shot. Not a big shot, but just a little shot here, everybody. There is... Not one, not one, not even two, not even three in the top 10 African-American head coaches up here, ladies and gentlemen. Not even worth it. Not even having to call it now. Now, I'm not throwing the race game out here. I'm not doing it. I'm not throwing the race card out there. But, you know, I know what it sounds like. I know how it feels. You know what I mean? But that means that in comparison 
These are the top head coaches, the top highest paid college coaches in the league today as of 2020 because we didn't get the 2021 list out yet. But if the 2020 list had said anything, there's not one black name up there. There's not one black head coach up there. Now, I'm not, like I said, I'm not, once again, I'm not turning this into a race game or a race card here, but that's something to look into, people. We're talking about the NBA. I hear everybody in the sports media talking about the NBA, how a black head coach, an African-American head coach, would never get a team like Steve Nash got, where the Brooklyn Nets are already set to make a championship run, where if he went to the Lakers, an African-American went to the Lakers today or tomorrow, you know, they already have a championship team right now in the Mickey, right now. Or if they went to the Clippers, how many more pieces do you have to put to the puzzle? But before we close out this show, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Brooklyn Nets here in a, just a minute. Because I still don't think that's kind of fair of how they stacked the deck in the East. How they, how well of a deck they stacked in the East. But we're going to get into that later on in the show, though. We're going to get into that a little bit later on in the show. But my point is, is this, to say this. I believe even if you don't have a college resume of something, I think that one African-American head coach should be on this list as the top, in the top 10. Half these coaches, yes, their schools are large. Their schools are big name. Just by the name alone or just by the coach's name alone, like a Jim Harbaugh or a Nick Saban, I didn't say make him the highest paid. I'm saying he should be on at least the top 10. Just in the top 10. Not in the top 12, just the top 10. Build your resume up and get up there and get paid your money. The deck is stacked in your favor. I just found that kind of interesting in a sense that there's not one black or one African-American head coach up here in the top 10. But that that that's just me. I just find that very odd. And we're talking about some of the names that some of these coaches have been beating it. And I, I give a shout out to the Maryland head coach, too, because of the fact of the matter is that, you know, they're in the Big Ten. They're, they're trying their best to win football games just as much as any other coach. It's a big league. It's, it's, a, it's a trying league. But we got to get it out there, though. Now, my producers are telling me we got to take a quick commercial break here. Our commercial break is brought to you here by Financially Tone. If you need your bookkeeping service business well kept and you need a good person to help you keep that services going, listen to this commercial break and we'll be right back here with more of the Real Sports Show, everybody. Stay tuned. Hey, y'all. It's Tony. I'm here today to tell you about my small business called Financially Tone. Financially Tone provides bookkeeping services to small service-based businesses who are looking to free themselves from the stress and confusion of dealing with the books on their own and who want to devote more time to other things like growing their business, traveling, 
or spending time with their family. We provide full bookkeeping services, which includes accounts receivable, accounts payable, payroll. We also provide cleanup services and QuickBooks setup. If you're interested, please reach out to us and let us know how we can help. You can reach us on our website at financiallytone.com. You heard it here first on The Realist Sports Show. And we are back, everybody, live here in the den. Thank y'all for listening to Commercial Break. We are brought to you by Mr. R. Sauces. And we are sponsored by Financially Tone, bookkeeping business. One of the best bookkeeping business I can ever say in history. One of the best keep one of the best ladies, Tony. One of the best ladies I can ever say that, you know, does her job to perfection and also does it with a smile. And puts a smile on your face when you know that your books are being kept up very, very well. Now, I want to talk about, I want to go back into basketball a little bit, though. I want to talk about the decks that's being stacked up. I want to talk about, you know, the Brooklyn Nets a little bit with Kyrie Irving, you know, uh, man, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. James Harden. Let's just stop right there. Let's just stop it right there. The big three is already set. The big three is already set. Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant. You got your shooting guards. You got your point guard. You got your small forward. They could also play power forward. Hell, if he wanted to, he could play center. The man got a three-point shot that it can kill you from dead eye range. And you can't, and it's unguardable. Damn near almost unguardable. A well-placed, put-together team. I don't think the deck is fair. I don't think when Kevin Durant gets back healthy and gets back on the court, I don't think it's fair. I don't think the Dex is stacking this fa- in this, in this team's favor. And any other team in the East favor. You know, um, there's a lot of teams that might can put this team down or sweep this team, but this team has so much more to prove in the NBA playoffs than any other team in the East right now. Now, I know a lot of y'all would say that the Milwaukee Bucks has a lot to prove. But we, it's either you win a championship or bust this year. Or a lot of people might say Joel B in the 76ers got a lot to prove. But we have seen time and time again that they get put out of the playoffs time at the time at the time again. Whether it's the first round, whether it's the second round, whether it's the damn near the third round, this teams have been getting put out left, after right, after front, after center, whatever the case may be, is they've been put out the playoffs. Never even tasting the glory. Haven't even had the chance to taste the glory of making it to a championship round. But Brooklyn is on top. Brooklyn is here to show out. Brooklyn is ready to go. Hell. This last year, we were just talking about the Miami Heat being put together. A well, almost balanced team. 
with Jimmy Butler and the crew. The fight, the passion that they had. What is your worth in the East? Can you put up a fight in the East? The the title of this show is going to be, What is Your Worth? Now, we just got finished talking about college head coaches' worth. What is your worth in the East to put up a fight in the East against a team that's fully stacked and fully loaded and ready to shoot? How would the odds be in your favor? Because right now, the odds are not in anybody's favor if this team gets healthy again and gets on a run like they've been doing. James Harden starts knocking down more three-pointers. Kyrie Irving goes to the lane and gets people in foul trouble. Kevin Durant knocking down more three-pointers. It's going to be a three-point entourage. They're a three-point entourage. It's going to be a three-point outpour. You can't guard KD in the lane. James Harden just gets you in foul trouble. Who do you stop? Who do you put who on? Who do you double team? This all comes into play. Everybody, this all comes into, this all will come into context once the playoffs start in the NBA. We're so close to being into the NBA playoffs, we could taste it. A lot of teams put up a hell of a good fight this year. A lot of teams tried to make it this year. A lot of teams ain't going to make it into the playoffs this year, but a lot of teams are going to rebuild in that draft. In this draft this year, a lot of teams got a chance to rebuild. We also just had the WNBA draft this year, where a lot of good players in the WNBA just got drafted. Shout-outs to the WNBA. Shout-outs to the WNBA. And if you didn't know, Candace Parker now plays for the Chicago Sky. In case y'all didn't know. In case you wasn't paying attention to the WNBA, we are now. As the league is set to start, May 14th, and their opening games will be the Indiana Fever against the New York Liberty at 7 p.m., everybody. May 14th, get your calendars ready. The Connecticut Sun and the Atlanta Dream go at 7.30. The Phoenix Mercury versus the uh, Minnesota Lynx at nine. The Dallas Wings versus the LA Sparks with my girl Christy Tolliver over there with them goddamn Sparks, who I love so much. (laughs) You know what I mean? And set for May May 15th, we get to see Washington's own Mystics at 1 p.m. on a Saturday. And the Chicago Sky go up against each other, the Las Vegas Aces and the Seattle Storm at 3 p.m. May the odds be in anybody's favor going into the WNBA this league this year. Remember, the season starts May 14th. Set your dates, set your calendars, set your alarm clocks. And I guarantee you this season is going to be a better season than last season was as we kick off the WNBA season, everybody. I want to remind everybody that the WNBA season is kicking off and live and in action. So, you know, um, 
We're going to move it into a little bit of more football now. We're going to move into a little bit of football. The NBA draft is coming up, everybody. The NBA draft. No, I'm sorry. I keep saying the NBA draft. Why do I keep saying the NBA draft? What, 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 what possessed me to say that? I have no idea. All right. So the NFL draft is next Thursday. Who y'all taking at number one? Will Trevor Lawrence go number one? Which we all know he will go number one anyway. But do y'all think he's going to go number one in the draft this year? My bet, yes, he will go number one in the draft this year. And the draft order will follow SC. Justin Fields will go in the draft. And I believe in the middle of the draft this year as one of the top quarterbacks in the draft this year. As one of the top quarterbacks in the draft this year, I think Justin Fields is going to go. You know, um, there's a lot of good prospects out there in the NFL draft this year. There's a lot of good rookie cornerbacks coming out the draft this year. There's a lot of good rookie running backs coming out the draft this year. And, yeah, it's time for teams to start packing up on draft picks this year. And as I already mentioned already, the Baltimore Ravens are set and ready to go in this draft this year with the 35th overall pick this year. And the Detroit Lions have set. I don't know if this is true or not, though, but they have discussed trading the number seven pick. They have discussed it. How true it is, we will never know. But we will find out. My bet. They don't trade down, they trade down, get another pick within the first round. That's my bet. If they don't get what they want in the draft this year, my bet and my guess is they trade down to another team and get the number and give them the number seven overall pick. That's just my guess. That's just my guess. Now, you know. Like I said, there's a lot of good pickups in this draft this year. But I will have an exclusive, an exclusive draft day special for the Rilla Sports Show. There will be two shows next week. Two shows. One pre-draft day, and there will be another show on draft day for the special. Y'all don't get too many specials from me like that, y'all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Draft is at 8 o'clock, everybody. Will you be there or will you be squared? I'm going to be there. I want to be there, live and up close, watching on the big screen, watching the draft picks go about, watching to see who Washington is going to pick up in this draft this year. And whether it be a wide receiver or not, I'm still lucky to see it. But this includes our show for tonight, everybody. I want to thank y'all once again. I want to thank the fan base once again for keeping this show running, keeping the show going. You know, um, like I said, I can't thank y'all enough, man. I really can't thank y'all enough. Y'all have done so many things for me. So much love has been given to me. Um, so much motivation has been given to me. And I thank special people Y'all know who y'all are. I don't even have to say y'all names for getting me back into this show again. I thank 
you all so much from the bottom of my heart to get me back into doing this show again and doing the things that I love doing again. This is a real monumental moment here. You know, um, man, I, I tell y'all, this has been a great, 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 great show. So if this song right here, y'all, don't thank y'all enough. I just want to thank y'all again. Once again, from the bottom of my heart. This has been another edition of the Real Sports Show, everybody. And, um, you know, I just really do, y'all. Y'all the number one in my book, y'all. Y'all the number one in my book. And stay tuned for next week's show. Tuesday night, everybody. Tuesday night will be the next edition of the Real Sports Show. Going into Wednesday. Going into Thursday, everybody. We're going to take Thursday with a bang. Take Thursday with a bang. I'm going to take Thursday with a bang, everybody, for the draft picks on Thursday. The first round of the draft on Thursday, everybody. This weekend, next weekend coming up, everybody, will be the draft week. We'll have the fifth and sixth round picks coming in. The fifth and sixth round picks again, everybody, for the draft. Y'all be safe. Y'all get vaccinated. Y'all be good. I'm Mark A.K. to bet y'all. Thank y'all. And if y'all wondering who this record is by, everybody, this is by Mel Waiters, everybody. And we out, y'all. Thank y'all for listening to this show tonight, y'all. Y'all the best. I'll see y'all later. Peace.